conquer local. Come on, George, I'm happy to be here. I help leaders go from anxiety to authority under pressure. And then let's go and get it. It's an ecosystem. The hardest part here is going to be getting me to shut up on this one. Conquer Local with Vendasta, hosted by George Lee. This is the Conquer Local podcast, a show about billion-dollar sales leaders, marketers leading local economic growth, and entrepreneurs that have created their dream organizations. They want to share their secrets, giving you the distilled version of their extraordinary feats. Our hope is, with the tangible takeaways from each episode, you can rewire, rework, and reimagine your business. I'm George Leith, and on this episode, we welcome James Watson, a LinkedIn and digital marketing expert who's personally consulted thousands of business owners one-to-one and trained several thousand more via live workshops and online training courses. From 2010 to 2014, James helped generate over 3.3 million via three seven-figure online digital information product launches. And in 2014, he started a seven-figure nutritional supplement e-commerce brand, which he sold three years later. Today, James is known as the LinkedIn King on Twitter, where he shares his favorite LinkedIn outreach and agency growth strategies. Get ready, Conquerors, for James Watson. Coming up next on this week's episode of the Conquer Local Podcast. James Watson joining us this week on the Conquer Local Podcast. Hey, James, how are you doing? I am doing very well, George. Thanks very much for inviting me on the podcast. You know, in the intro a few moments ago, before the commercial break, we talked about your Twitter handle, LinkedIn King. How did you get? That's amazing. Well, um, to, to be honest, in, uh, in in Twitter, there's a there's an area of Twitter called Money Twitter, which is where a lot of people that run agencies and and, and grow businesses and they invest in crypto and etc. They go and they talk about you know wealth building so it's a it's a very positive a small part of twitter and, and there are people on there that call themselves kings and wizards and it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek right so it's not completely serious so i decided to take the handle of uh, linkedin king completely as a joke and it just stuck people liked it and it's just stuck since then so um so they, there are worse things to be called, George, right? Well, no, absolutely. And, and I'm a big fan of of LinkedIn and, and how important it is for business to business sellers and, um, you know, creating that network and, and definitely have had a lot of success in building out a, a LinkedIn brand. So I'd love to hear from the LinkedIn king. Um, what are some of your top tips on building out that LinkedIn brand? Well, I mean, first of all, it, it is fair to say that, uh, I mean, I've actually been teaching people strategies to use LinkedIn for over a decade. Uh, but uh, I, I think what really made the difference is that I've been through various businesses and after selling uh, an e-commerce business I had around about the middle of the uh, last decade and a big training business that went alongside it, I wasn't quite sure what to do. And I ended up starting uh, an agency, uh, more like a, a private con client consultancy helping people with LinkedIn outreach specifically. And there are two reasons why I got into it. One was a friend of mine that was doing it. And uh, he he said, James, listen, this is working really well. You should do it too. And the second reason was LinkedIn automation was really started to take off around about 2018. And, and, and it was kind of wild west back then. And it still is in many ways, even today, although LinkedIn tries to, to, to clamp down on things occasionally, but, but used appropriately 
sensibly and with quality targeting and quality messaging. Automation is your best friend on LinkedIn. It really is. It has a bad rap because there are many people that are very quick to automate poor messaging with poor targeting. Well, obviously that's bad. That's no good. But that's not the only way to do it. And, and I'm, I'm a firm believer in good quality messaging, relevant to the people you're reaching out with, that adds value to their lives. And there's nothing wrong with using automation to help disseminate that message uh, appropriately through the LinkedIn network. I'd love to interrogate this concept of automation. And you'd mentioned that it gets a bad rap. And I've, I'm sitting here as a 30 some odd, okay, let's be honest, 35 plus year seller, where I remember the days where I would have to deliver eight and a half by 11 pieces of paper with value on it to multiple prospects and get in my car and drive across town to be able to do that. And I'm sitting here going automation all day long. So why do you think that it gets a bad rap when I see it as one of the greatest things to happen to sales? Well, the thing about most people's experience of automation is poor messaging poor, low quality messaging, no value, just trying to sell, sell, sell. And oftentimes it's it's a highly irrelevant message because if you have, you know, you could, you could have the worst sales pitch in the world, but if the offer is great and it's the right person, then you, you've got a match. Uh, so, um, so often, yeah, the poor, it's very easy for anybody in the world to fire up an automation tool, fire up some searches and start sending messages. And that's what a lot of people do with very little regard to quality. Yeah. And so, so that's where it gets a bad rap, but it doesn't have to be that way. And I like to consider myself as leading the charge, frankly, to, to use automation or not, not only automation, but automation is leverage in the modern world that, that you have to, you have to do in, in the modern sales environment. You need to be automate, automating low, low, um, low value activities, relatively low value activities as a salesperson. You need to be focusing your time on higher value activities as a salesperson, which predominantly is speaking with your prospects, right, on a regular basis. But but no, LinkedIn, you certainly can reach out to people. You can enrich their lives. You can make them smile and sell to them at the same time. The two are not mutually exclusive. Well, you know, I, I appreciate that you've taken on this mantle of fixing this problem <laughs> where it's all about the message that you're delivering. And, I, and I, I love that concept of let's automate the touches so that when we get to the point where we can have a 30 minute conversation with somebody, we can focus our efforts on, on that time. Um, I mentioned in the intro another thing that you specialize in organic outreach. How do you help business to business sales in crafting those messages that you were speaking about, because you're right, it's all in the message that you're delivering. 100%, yes. So what's great about a platform like LinkedIn is that it allows you to still be professional, yet far less formal than you're used to being, that most of us are used to being in the workplace uh, environment. Formality really is the death of sales prospecting, right? It, it really is. It, it's, it's a great way to kill a relationship before it's even started. So we're not, you know, in, in Jane Austen times here anymore, right? I'm British, so I allow myself a Jane Austen reference. So um, we, we need to be more informal with our messaging. And people struggle with that because nobody teaches you how to communicate professionally, yet informally. It doesn't exist. There's a big void out there in the world for information in how to do this. Now, copywriters that are good know how you, you craft messages in a way that makes people feel 
as if you're talking to them one-on-one, maybe at a, at a barbecue, at a holiday weekend. And that's the kind of tone that you're using. And, but, and so I'm, when I'm working with clients, I'm constantly having to, to educate them, show them how to communicate their, their, the, what they wish to communicate, but do it in a way without jumping into formal language that we're more used to on email and even worse in written, uh, in, in, in written presentations. Yeah, I got to apologize to anybody that I'm sending emails to because if I have a relationship with somebody, you're getting the, you know, you're getting the text message email from me. And I'll probably just put a G at the end of it as my signature. Although I think Gmail just puts my signature in there. But I, I, I think that's what you're saying is that we don't need to send out the novel. Nobody's going to read it anyways. That's why too long didn't read is a thing. Um, and getting that copyright, you know, when, when you mentioned that, I remember a book that I read a few years back that I, I think was really important for my development. And that was uh, Chip and Dan Heath's Made to Stick. And it's all about the messaging that you, that you the way you deliver the messaging, the way you tell the story. But um, I can't agree with you more that that formality that we may be told by our English professor or English teacher that we needed to follow years ago isn't the way to communicate in this busy and, and high. There's a lot of noise out there that we have to cut through. You, you have a 60 minute masterclass on YouTube about LinkedIn profile optimization. And in that class, you cover 10 areas and 50 tips. So let's not, we'll, we'll get people to go take the class afterwards, but let's just give them the, the top line. If there were some things out of that class, you're like, okay, if you take nothing else out of this, do these three things, what would those be? Yeah, great question. So uh, that's been a very popular video. I think over 12,000 views, over 1,200 hours watched already. So people got a lot of value from it. And um, and it frankly, it's really needed because most people's LinkedIn profiles are not optimized. They're not as good anywhere near, near as good as yours, George. Let's put, let's put it that way. Uh, so um, the, the classic mistakes people make on LinkedIn profiles is treating them as a resume, talking about themselves in the third person. Now, let's put a stop to that right now. Okay, it's not a resume. First of all, resumes really, who really gives much weight to resumes anymore anyway in the modern world. But talking about yourself in the third person, just you come across as pompous, kind of arrogant. And, and again, it's formal. It's the formality, which is the enemy. So you want to use lots of eyes in the I do this, I help people. Now, you may well be in an organization where you have a team. And so people say to me all the time, but James, it's not just me, it's the team. So I should be saying, they start saying we, we, we well, no. It's I, because you are your personal profile on LinkedIn and you're representing your organization, just one of you. So use the first person singular in your description to convey what you do to, to, to people so that, that it feels a lot more personal as if you were talking to them one-on-one, -on -one, just like we're doing right now. So James, but <laughs> I'm going to articulate something that's been said to me. It'll sound like I'm bragging. How do you answer that? Well, here's the thing. In If you want to convey, again, co copywriting, good copywriting is, is the art of conveying information without sounding as if you are just unnecessarily boasting. Or, or, so you, you certainly can use language to soften tones. We're not, we're not designed to talk about, um, we're not trying to appear uh, as, 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 you know, in that way. But at the same time, if you have got results in your business, in your life for your clients, 
you need to convey those results to people in a way that they can clearly understand and, and, and understand the value that you've added to them. Now, the number one way to get around that, I don't want to seem like I'm boasting, is to use what other people say about you on your profile. So here's another top tip, recommendations on LinkedIn. You want to get them. And people need to really work hard to get recommendations. They're very valuable. But the problem with recommendations, they're buried right at the foot of your profile. You've got to look really hard, scroll down and find them. And it's not easy. So what I do is I'll take just short excerpts from my best recommendations, quotes other people are saying about me, my clients, and I'm putting them directly into my about summary section on my LinkedIn uh, profile. So now I'm not bragging, George. It's what my clients are saying about me. No, okay. it's brilliant. That's brilliant advice. And I, when I was asked that question, just to give you some context around the question, was after delivering a presentation to a bunch of local businesses, I had someone come up and say, if I take my positive reviews and put them on my social profiles as a social post, it'll look like bragging. And my answer was, that's marketing. <laughs> so, you know, you gave us uh, some really good tips there. I, I've got the LinkedIn king, so I'm going to ask some other questions because I want to learn here as well. One thing that I've been noticing is in the featured section of LinkedIn, it gives you the ability to bring articles or recent posts that, that are always there when someone scrolls through the profile. In your opinion, how often should we be changing that content? Gosh, well, first of all, you're right to point out it's one of the most important sections on the LinkedIn profile because it's close to the top. It's very hard to ignore. You can put all kinds of media in there. So videos, PDF reports, white papers, and as well as links to posts that you that you that were popular that you want to promote that you already posted on LinkedIn. So you can show the show, show the social proof. Um, how often do you need to be updating it? I would say that really depends a little bit on the message that you're reaching out to and the campaigns that you're doing. So certainly if you're if you're running a current campaign for a promotion of, or an event or a, or a marketing um, sequence of some kind, then you certainly want to have content in that feature sequence that reflects your current, the current thing that you're looking to promote. So it really depends how often you, you change what you're promoting as to how often you need to, to update the featured. But it's a very valuable place and most people critically underuse it. Uh, so it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's a very important part of your profile optimization. No, I appreciate you giving us that advice because it's something that I've been utilizing over the last year and I've saw a lot more uptake in, uh, the number of views and the frequency of views. So th that's great advice. Now, the, the other, the other thing we've all seen the meme, um, Darth Vader, um, the emperor's assistant, <laughs> right? That's what Darth Vader really is. And then over here, the the way that it's represented on LinkedIn, where you know you've got these real built-out titles of the things that you do. Where where do you stand on that? Like when when I look at my LinkedIn profile, and you've got the the I like call it the reason to believe, or maybe the reason to dig deeper and learn more about me. How how far do you want to go on that in in listing out the things that you that you're doing or that you're responsible for? Well, you know, people often ask to me, I work with a lot of business owners and some of those business owners have multiple businesses or they're involved in multiple areas. And, and they say, well, should I create a second profile for, for this for this, for this this separate interest? It, it, it's, it's a little bit more complicated if you do work for a, an employer and, and you have a business on the side. And I, can't, I appreciate that. But generally speaking, it doesn't matter. You can have unlimited experiences on your profile. Just create a different experience for, for your different business interests 
heck, you could have an experience for 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 the for the podcast, like I'm I'm, I'm sure you do for for this one. You could have an experience for a book if you were a published author. So it doesn't have to be for a business that you worked at. But people don't mind. People understand in the modern world that the modern the modern world is complicated, right? People do lots of different things. There's there's not a problem. Just properly explain which of the things, and obviously prioritize them because if something you did five years ago is no no longer relevant for 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 what you're doing now then then don't necessarily include it and i think i'll say one other thing if you're in sales because there might be a lot of people in sales listening to this podcast the last thing you really want to do is to talk about how you're an expert salesman on on in your job title in your positioning unless you're looking for a new position if you're looking for a new position 100% but if you're not none of your prospects want to hear that you won salesman of the year award 3 years running because they know they get on a call with you they're not winning at all they're going to be walked all over and they'll be afraid to get on a call with you so so yeah, think very carefully about what you do share don't be afraid to share lots of things as long as you properly um use experiences to separate them but really only put stuff which is actually enhancing your expert positioning for what you want to promote right now yeah and i i think that linkedin has done a good job of giving us you know, some cards that you can put that information. Um, and the fact that the honors and awards card is way below the fold. Like I, I was just scrolling through to find it to make sure that I hadn't broken your rule that you just gave us. Um, I it, it comes after recommendations. It comes after education. It comes after licenses and certification. But you can put it there. But I, I hear what you're saying. Don't put it up in that descriptor at the top. It matters most of all what other people say about you more than what you say about yourself. That's the the the, the rule number one for being an expert. And by the way, anybody can be an expert. Even a sales rep in an organization can be an expert. I'm working with a client right now, and I'm helping them for their for their sales rep team to do outreach on LinkedIn, but also position them as an expert through posting content on topic that they, that they are um, for the organization they represent, the service they provide. There's lots of ways you can position yourselves as an expert. LinkedIn gives us all the tools. We've just got to use them, George. It's as simple as that. No, and and that's one of our missions here at the Conquer Local podcast is to get experts like you to help us understand how to navigate this space. So that the last thing that I wanted to, to learn from you is how do you keep on top of all of the things that LinkedIn is doing? Because now with the Microsoft ownership, they're investing a lot of money into this platform and it seems like it changes pretty much every day. So how do you stay on top of that, James? Yeah, interesting. I, I would say LinkedIn doesn't move as fast as many of the other social platforms. I think that's I think that's true to say. There's the, so it's not as hard as keeping up with 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 many of the other platforms that you could care to name. Um, with that said, listen, you just got to be in there. If you're in there doing things, you and and following ex other experts, thought leaders. And you can follow the product managers from LinkedIn, and they'll they will they will give you glimpses into what's coming down the line. Like so, it's not too hard to to by following a, a good couple of influencers. It's pretty pretty easy to stay up to speed with uh, with things that are coming down the line. My main issue, to be honest, is that things don't come out quick enough. Like for example, LinkedIn they promised so this uh, as of September. I think it was either September this year or it might have even been 2022 time of recording this, or even it might have even been 2021. They were promising a platform for third-party freelancers 
experts, service providers to be able to offer their services directly to users and users could choose to engage and hire them on the platform, essentially competing with Fiverr, with Upwork, like stock tanked the news that, uh, that this was coming out. Now, the reality, there's been crickets been crickets like they're, 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 it's moving at a snail's pace to actually but it is coming so eventually there will be a time when on linkedin you can offer your services and people can hire you directly from linkedin this is what microsoft wants because of course microsoft now is going to get involved in the e-commerce it'll take its percentage of the transaction and that's how it's going to make its right. next big big revenue grow so believe me it is coming I just wish it was coming sooner, frankly, George, than, than the pace I've seen it coming right now. Well, it's interesting hearing from the LinkedIn king that things don't happen fast enough where the vast majority of users are like, oh, there's a new thing that I need to figure out. But that's why we like having experts like you on the show. James, thank you very much for joining us as Managing Director, More Results Marketing Limited, joining us all the way from England. Thanks for coming on the show. I do love to give the guests a chance to talk about how people could get more James Watson if they'd like to learn more about you and your organization. Well, uh, so thanks, George. I appreciate that. So probably the the first place to follow me would be on Twitter, uh, where you can find me at LinkedIn underscore King, that, where I have about 10,000 followers on there. Right? So again, I post you know, a, a lot of um, information there. Obviously, I'm on LinkedIn as well. You can look me up and find me. And uh, the, the final thing is I would highly recommend going to YouTube and searching for LinkedIn profile optimization. And you will find the thumbnail with my picture on it. Uh, on the top page of results. And I do recommend you take that masterclass. It is free. I was going to charge for it, but I decided to give it away for free on YouTube. And I got a lot of positive feedback from it. So if you're at all interested in optimizing your LinkedIn profile and making the most of the, the great opportunities LinkedIn gives us, I'd recommend starting with that masterclass on YouTube. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it from the LinkedIn King, James Watson, joining us today on the Conquer Local podcast. Thanks for your time, James. Thank you, George. Cheers, all the best. James gave us a lot of things to take away, but first I need to make sure that I am using I and the first person on my LinkedIn profile. So note to self, fix profile. Also automation, it gets a bit of a bad rap in LinkedIn, we all know what James was talking about. You get the message, hey, I'd like to add you to my professional network. 24 hours later, 48 hours later, you get a message, wanna buy my shit? That is not the way to properly use automations to have numerous touches and deliver value to somebody that you want to enter your network and then start to learn more about them and to see if there's a fit with your organization. So automation can be your friend, but you need to utilize it properly. You know, there's this constant theme that I've been hearing over the last 24 to 30 months about great sales professionals are great copywriters. And what is a copywriter? It's someone who knows to craft messages in a way that the audience can understand what you're trying to articulate. And what James talked a lot about is it's not the, you know, the formal letter that is sent out to the prospect that cuts through the clutter and gets you the meeting. It's writing content in a way that it can be consumed quickly. It gets to the point, it delivers the value proposition and then causes the audience to want to learn more. That is the messaging that's working. LinkedIn is professional. 
but you don't have to be overly formal to use it. Stop using it as a resume. Now, I, I probably have been guilty of this as well over time. It's more about what's in it for the audience. Let's make sure that we remember that when we're crafting our LinkedIn profiles and our messaging and our posts. Some great takeaways from this episode with James Watson on how to optimize your LinkedIn profile. Let's continue the conversation. We've got a couple of other great episodes for you to check out. Episode 362, Rocking Your LinkedIn Profile with Morgan Hammer from LinkedIn. And don't forget about episodes 417 and 418, Becoming a LinkedIn Expert with Vivica Von Rossen. Please subscribe and leave us a review. And thanks for joining us this week on the Conquer Local Podcast. My name is George Leith. I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local Podcast presented by Vendasta. Tune in next week for a new episode. Guest discovery and produced by Sullivan Adams. Marketing by Rory Lawford, Nicole Lozon, and Sullivan Adams. Executive producers, Brendan King, George Leith, and Sullivan Adams. Recorded at Vendasta headquarters on the Canadian prairies.